jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! Um, okay. I'm not gonna even try to untangle the snarled web of time. <laughs> This, this, um, uh, micro-mesh threading, netting that we are trapped within. Exactly. Being the re threening and the calendar, the, the calendar square, if you will, <laughs> if, if, as Stacy will, structure. This calendars have squares on them. <laughs> so before the show started, <laughs> Stacy says to me, I don't have a calendar with the squares on it. <laughs> well, I don't. I just have a list. She's saying, days. what day is Wednesday? What day is Wednesday? I don't have a calendar with squares on it in front of me. <laughs> you know what I meant. And everyone listening knows what I meant, whether they care to admit it or not. Is that not simply a calendar? Well, so is the one that I have, but it's just a list of days. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't have the squares. Like how Madonna would do it? Sure. Did you ever get the Madonna calendar from the fan club? <laughs> it was just pictures of like it was a long format, so it was long, you know, like 11 by another number that's larger, and it was a long format, so it was nice pictures of her, and you're like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to have a calendar that's both a calendar and a testament to my one true queen. But then at the bottom, it's just a number of, it's just numbers of days. Just yeah, num- and it, it was spiral bound at the top, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like that at all. That's just a poster with numbers. This is, yeah, that was just a poster with numbers. Also, you see, if all I had, if I did only have a Madonna calendar, I would also say it doesn't have squares. <laughs> <laughs> I see your point. Is this contentious? <laughs> <laughs> so the list of days is fine, but I can't really... T- I need to visualize it with the shapes like a kindergartner. So I know when things are due and when I am. With the shapes or one specific shape? Well, that one shape is probably the most um, efficient. My God. Please walk into the mall and just start screaming, I need a calendar with shapes! <laughs> Squares, please! <laughs> wow, we are really bringing some quality content today. <laughs> Debating which shapes are best for a calendar. This is why people tune in. This is why we do this. And it looks like we are negative $500. Negative $500. <laughs> Everybody asked for refunds yeah. on the fundraiser. Understandable. GoFundMe, their tech people said, oh, they're talking about shapes now. Well, <laughs> here you go. We're, we're very sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Well. 
(laughs) (laughs) There's no excuse. Listen, today, as we record this, it is Wednesday. As you listen, it is Thursday. Yes? But it feels like like a time when a day doesn't even exist. (laughs) Yes. What's my point? I don't know. We're in the middle of the three-inning. Re-three-inning, right? Yes. We're in the middle of the re-three-inning. Everybody is donating and spreading the word, and it's, uh, great. I'm, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to follow you, and I'm really grateful for everyone donating, and I feel similarly, but when you started talking about it's Wednesday, but tomorrow is third, but today is Tuesday, I just felt so nauseated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like, even Jason, I was like, wait, so what? He was like, so there's, we got four movies left, right? And I was like, no, we have three movies left. Yesterday was four. And he goes, but that's tomorrow. And I said, well, tomorrow is the fourth movie, but we watched that last night. So today is actually the third movie. Uh, but we're talking about the movie we talked, we watched last night, which was the fourth movie. But that's not till tomorrow. Yeah, each, each movie... <laughs> Each movie that we're covering during this, this is where it it gets complicated for my simple mind, for sure, is that each movie that we're covering spans three days. That's it. We're existing in three days at once. We're existing in three days, which is uh, very appropriate for the re-threeing. Yes. We've threed ourselves. Yeah, but we watch it on day one. We talk about it, and I edit the show on day two, and then it is released, it is, it slides out of our birth canals. Thank you. And is released into the world on the third day. So this is why it's, it, it's breaking us, I think. And because of that cycle, we're actually in three three-day cycles at once. Because there's the movie we had just done, there's the movie that we're doing, and then there's the movie that we're about to do. Right. So today, while we talk about the movie we're going to talk about, we also have to watch the movie we're going to talk about tomorrow. Just, uh, I mean, I've always just been, let's face it, a husk of a woman. But now it's like the husk is filled with jelly. (laughs) She's just a bag of jam. Big old bag of jam. But, but, but none of this is a complaint. It's just stating the way it is. Because doing this... Is worth all of the jelly inside because we're raising a ton of money thanks to our incredibly generous listeners for a really terrific cause. Stacy, as of this moment, Gaylord's listeners have raised $4,432 for the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum. I just am so blown away by our listeners. It's really meaningful and it's really... Um, gratifying to know that our listeners are so rad (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know and uh thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for supporting us this for supporting us this week for posting about the show for being excited that we're updating every day like Mm -hmm. it's getting us through but for real i think we've always said we have the best listeners and I think this just goes to affirm it is, I mean, we have 121 donors. We, last year, last, we are not even halfway through. We're, I mean, as of right now, we're, we're hitting the halfway point. Um, but we have 121 donors. Last year's three inning, I mean, yes, the show, we've gained a lot more followers, which is great. But it's last year's three inning, we ended with 137 donors. 
Wow. We're almost, we almost have exceeded our amount of donors, and I think we're on the way to matching, if not exceeding our, our total we raised last year. Um, I mean, we, our, our goal, we changed our goal on the air yesterday to 4500 um, once again, we are just, we're just like 60 something dollars away from that, $68 away from that right now as I speak. Um, so I think it's safe to say we're going to make that goal today. And then I think we're going to have to up that goal. And I, wanna, I say do it. I want to up that to 6,000 when, once we get to 4,500, I want to up that to 6,000, which I feel by the time this has gone out, that will have happened. Wow. Um, and I want to, cause I, last year, I think we made 6,000, like 200. For, mm-hmm. for NBJC, the National Black Justice Coalition, and I would love to see us make, if not exceed, that amount. Yeah. Um, and, and that said, but that's with, by the time this goes out tomorrow, there's still this episode and then three more on top of that for us to do. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you break that down into squares for me? I, I've got a triangle. <laughs> I've got a triangle and I've got a circle. I'm working on a square. Okay, okay. So, my God, and once again, all of this is going to the NAPAWF, which is the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum. Uh, they're an awesome org and they focus on building collective power of Asian American and Pacific Islander women and girls to gain full agency over their lives, their their families and their communities like stacy said there are chapters nationally all over the country um that are that are doing this work to empower asian and asian american and pacific islander women um they're amazing you can find out more about them at napawf.org and once again you can find this gofundme everywhere in our social media on our website mm-hmm. the links are all over the links are legion like brad dorf and jason miller yesterday yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Exorcist three. Oh, that was a good. That was what a movie. Well, Stacy, it should only naturally follow. Oh my God, this movie! <laughs> <laughs> what do the gay lords do? Oh, what last yesterday I asked the question. What do the engineers, the life? I'm sorry, the life men. What do they do? <laughs> Today I ask, what do the gay lords do? We fly too close to the sun. <laughs> We absolutely do. Well, here's the thing, okay? When we plan this out, it's just like we did with the original three inning last year. We plan it out. We're like, okay, what are some part threes? And then we try to stagger it so that it's like, okay, let's do a a movie that is going to be quote unquote good. And then we'll follow it up with something that might be just kind of like cheesy fun or whatever. We don't want to end on too high of a note. We don't want to start on too high of a note. Yeah. You don't want to end or start on too low of a note in terms of quote unquote quality. Right. It's like it's like building a playlist or like a mixtape, you know? Exactly. You got your highs, your lows, your 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 quelling valleys. <laughs> You've got your creamy middles. <laughs> they your your bags of jam. <laughs> That's right. And so we figured we'd follow up the Exorcist Three with something that would be different but fun. Right? We've, this we've was thought. this was the hope. This was the hope. <laughs> this movie <laughs> This movie stunk. It's this so movie bad. stunk. It's so bad. <laughs> I was excited to watch it because I the movie we're talking about is Return of the Living Dead 3. Who cares? Why did I want to watch it? Because I love the first one. 
classic, classic film, the first one. Second one, I know the second one is just a retread of the first one, essentially, missing some key elements, but I don't really care. I also like the second one, so sue me. I love the second one, and actually, I personally prefer the second one, just because that's the one I saw when I was a kid, and I, I grew up with that one versus the first. Uh... Okay. I recognize I recognize that the first is a superior film. I'm more drawn to like the silliness and the suburbanness of the second one. I see. That's all. I love I'm the first dra- two. I'm drawn to the punks in the first one. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Oh Punk yeah. Rock culture and horror comedy, like it's perfect. And, and the cast, and the cast is Linnea incredible. Quigley, Linnea, Linnea Quigley, uh, Miguel Nunez. Oh. Of Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, ooh baby, ooh baby. You know when he's taking a shit and singing to his girlfriend. He's Those not damn enchiladas. He's not. He's not a punk, but um, also Tom. What's his? I always forget his name. Tom Matthews. Tom Matthews Dreamboat. Love him. He's a perfect dum dum in mm-hmm. the first two movies. James Karen. Great comedic performance. I fucking love James Karen. Mm-hmm. Clue Gulager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I'm kind of excited for part three. Also because of the cover of part three with Melinda Clark, Clark as the zombie, goth zombie, cyber zombie, goth zombie with fucking paper clips in her face or whatever. Evil, evil, dark side, blood rain, Margot Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, this could be fun. Like, I'm, I'm in the mood. I'm excited for this. I think yesterday we said, you know, what a great lineup this week. We're so excited for everything. And then I watch this fucking thing. <laughs> I do you know, Stacy? As we were putting in Return of Living Dead three, I was like you. I was really stoked. I think I it, when we were pl- like kind of programming this week, I even um, I even said, "Oh, I don't remember anything about this except like she's cool and like a, a guy gets his spine ripped out." And I was like, "I'm jazzed." <laughs> As we were starting the movie, I was like, "There could be a place on Earth where this year's three inning is perfect." Where I love every movie so far. We're three for three, right? Mm-hmm. And then. And then the movie started, and I was like, okay, it's fun and stupid. And then, like, after that first scene, I was like, oh, no. Oh. Oh, no. It is. You know, there's a point in the movie where Melinda Clark's character, Julie, she says, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) And I said, I could ask you the same fucking question, Julie. This movie stinks. It's like you can. It's like a designer imposter Dollar Tree knockoff of Mm -hmm. a movie that would be fun. Yes, yes. You see where it in some parallel universe it's a fun movie, but it's not a fun movie. And that's. I feel like there is a culture. There is a, a a cult. Cult. Cult culture around this movie that claims this movie is fun and there certainly was in the 90s and 2000s 
Yeah. This was like the weirdo threequel that people like because she's goth and whatever. Because she gets her tits out. That's why. That's why. Because she has her. She she covers herself in in glass and nails, and and then just has her nipple piercing hanging out. (laughs) And then dudes are like, "Oh, it's like Suicide Girls before Suicide Girls." It's like that. If I wanted more of that, instead, this movie is just like very lethargic. Oh, it's so slow. It's so slow. It's an hour and thirty-seven minutes, and it could That's easily it? be. Yeah, it feels like thrice. <laughs> feels like thrice that length. It if it was like maybe an hour and seventeen. Like, it's just a lethargic, slow-paced movie. It feels stagnant. Like, it doesn't move forward at all. No. It's pointless. It's occasionally just too loud. And it, it despite how wackadoodle things get, quote-unquote, I've said quote-unquote so many times today. I don't care. Huh. Uh, it's also somehow completely charmless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I... that, that is mind-boggling because the first two, and I thought about it, and I'm like, so much of the first two owes to the, like, the fucking comedy duo of Tom Matthews and James Karen. Mm-hmm. And this is just, like, silly zombies. I don't, and the, the cast is just, like, Melinda Clark tries. She yeah. Tries. She acts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but the lead dude is such a fucking pud. He's a milk toast fuck boy. Yeah, it's just no thank you. I 100% agree. And I, you would think, being a Return of the Living Dead film, you would think there would be an effort to make it a little bit more charming or funny. It tries to be fun. Like, it's aware that comedy exists at certain points. Right. There's that line in the beginning about, you know, they... they the government commissioned trioxin as part of the war on marijuana. So I was like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And then they forgot <laughs> that it could be funny from that yeah, point scr- on. The script isn't funny. No. The script isn't funny. So too many of the characters are just irritating. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't seem to know how to have fun. Well, and it doesn't help that people are all assholes to each other and then just like gross things happen to them. Yeah. And that's kind of all that the movie is. Which is, the charm is, it's interesting to me that there isn't, because this is also, Brian Usna mm-hmm. directed this, who yeah. did Society, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'd think some of that would carry over, but it's just, yeah, what's up with the script? Like, there is a plot, technically, you know, what's his name, Kurt? Mm-hmm. Kurt, military boy, his dad is in the military doing trioxin experiments, and they have the zombies in the containers from the first two movies and he and his girlfriend julie who's like she's the kind of goth that's like so cool that she she smokes and hangs out on the at the overpass on the coastal highway or whatever (laughs) and they they go and they sneak in to see the experiments and then long story short she has an unfortunate encounter with a pole um a la hereditary except her head doesn't come off she just full body slaps the pole and then and then he takes her in and gives her the trioxin, and then and then the whole movie is just them on the run from the government as she's like reanimated but but sentient. Yeah, it's it's a little and that's pet, it. It's a little pet cemetery, basically. Yeah, it's a little oh why like they're they're, they're 
almost try to have questions about agency. <laughs> and, and like she says, why would you do this to me? Uh, she You're doesn't right. want to be back. He he wants her back, but he's horrified by her wanting to eat brains. And But ultimately, besides that plot, nothing happened. It's just them going into different environments. Like, now they're in the convenience store. Now they're in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Now they're at the L.A. River. That's, the, that's the, the biggest problem with it, is they took three minutes of plot and dragged it out over... You yeah, know, an hour and a half, and 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 primarily they just have them interact with one group of characters who's kind of following them throughout through these three locations, mm-hmm. and all the characters are egregious, and it's just that's it, <laughs> and that's it, and that's the problem, and that's why it feels stagnant because it's like okay now they're in this room, <laughs> okay now they're in this room, and it's the whole thing is Julie going like oh I don't know I'm I'm really hungry. I feel weird. I feel funny. And it's like, she still just feels funny? Like, we know where this is going. Can we just get there, please? (laughs) Well, it's, I feel weird. I feel funny. And then it's, I feel so lonely. (laughs) And then she shoves nails and glass in her face and then starts eating brains. (laughs) It's like, she should have been eating brains 45 minutes ago. We know that's what she's going to do. The whole isn't the whole point to get to the what the the, the Catwoman esque transformation sequence. It's on the cover. That's why we're all here. The whole movie should be. I mean, I want to see Julie go into the sewer and kill everyone, and then I want to. That's just the opening. That's her transformation. Mm-hmm. That should be the first twenty mm-hmm. minutes of the movie at best, at most. And then I want to see yeah. Julie go to the mall. I want to see her go to Suncoast <laughs> and chop people up. <laughs> It should just be her massacring people and him being like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, obviously, the movie is is fairly low budget. Like the military complex is just a series of storage containers. It was like this, this, the, the container base. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. some containers are painted like peach and others are white. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like Brian Yuzna does try to jazz it up a little with fancy lighting and the blood seems like it's fuchsia or whatever, but... But then once it kind of leaves the military base, that all goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the first scene of the zombie test was like fun, right? So I was, I was like, okay, this is this is the kind of movie it will be with that first scene. But then, and, but then it just doesn't go anywhere, and it's like it's like you said, there is a little bit of the Julie just like wants to be left alone, basically. <laughs> like she just wants to die in peace, and yeah. this dude won't let her. It's like, no, you need. I know what's best for you. You need to come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like that's a little bit of an interesting angle, but it's like there's fifty five minutes of that at least, and that they don't go past. They d- it never evolves past that until yeah, he gets infected and then they die together. How romantic. Like, all right, I guess that was the point. Okay. <laughs> real Bride of Frankenstein film here. <laughs> yeah. So there aren't any real big set pieces. Like, a-, a lot of the zombies at the very end get out. But it's just, the zombies are so silly that I just, like, it's just not my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so silly. that Like, I love Tar Man. 
I love the zombies from the first one, especially. Oh, you know, so like, creative and they're creative and funny and you know distinctive and all of that. And then these are just kind of like whoa, <laughs> like they're literally doing that, and it's like uh, okay. Yeah, in the in the first one, you get like that great like Sinmore paramedics. Part. Yeah. In the second one, you know, you get Tom Matthews being like. Julie, if you love me, you'd let me eat your brains. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's those, they're just great. You get a Michael Jackson zombie who gets electrocuted <laughs> in, the, in the thriller look. You get the half woman who's in pain. Like we've established yeah. that the zombies are ascension and in pain. Yeah. So, and, okay. And then Julie just whines about it for this entire film. Yeah, she's just she's just over there, Edgar Allan pulling it up, and then and then <laughs> and then what? There's a zombie that's like it's it's instead of Tar Man, we get a guy who like he looks kind of cool, but like it's just his arm is fused to his chest for some reason. Yeah, and it looks more like a costume suit than a really yeah. great practical effect. Yeah, uh, and then all the other zombies are just like oh, because there's a doctor, they're Colonel Sinclair or whatever the Suzanne Douglas, Susan Douglas. Mm-hmm. the british american military scientist yeah. but she she's like fusing them with metal and making these steel machine things for them but even that never really gets exploited in any way no it just kind of she just puts the guy in metal and then he walks around and he opens a door but like it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like this is what we've been waiting for i wanted to see some like Ripley get away from her you bitch action with a metal suit yeah. or something you know it's just like instead you put the most annoying character of the entire film in the metal suit with his coin conti- speech where he continues to annoy me yeah I'm why like, does it the- why doesn't Julie upgrade herself why doesn't whole- she fuse with the metal exoskeleton yeah if she loves pain so much just shove that metal stick that metal in whatever and then she just like she's like Julie X, and she's just killing everyone at the base. That's what the cover like. I mean, maybe this is again just like me, the gay lord, you know, letting my imagination run wild. But <laughs> she's is gonna that... be a flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is that not what that cover image sells? Like, it instead, does. she comes out and she's like, "Look at me, I'm full of staples or whatever," and everybody's like, "What the fuck is wrong with her? Her tits are hanging out." So, so one guy is like, "I'll fuck it." Uh, you know, but then she doesn't really do much of anything, even in this, like, cool metalocalypse form. She doesn't even, even then she doesn't really get to do anything. She has, a she, like, makes a, is it a flail or a mace? Is it a flail? Is that the medieval weapon with the chain? With the, with the, with the ball, with the spikes on it, right? I think so. She basically, like, tied a rock to a string and tied the string to her hand. So she has, like, a yeah she has a and she can she can like hit you in the head with it and then stab you with the big metal jab sticking out of the center of her palm yeah but she's like instead she just like stabs a person and then she picks up the rock that is hanging from her even though it is designed to spin around your head and she just Mm -hmm. hits them in the face with the rock that she's holding yeah and like i want to see her i want to see yeah i want metalocalypse from this look Thank you very much. She's, if she's going through it, right? Like, she is miserable, but also a little bit when she finally gets a taste of brains. 
mm-hmm. which is, of course, the Asian convenience store owner who is beat up and robbed and shot and terrorized. And I was like, oh, man, bad During timing. this fundraiser? <laughs> During this fundraiser? Really? This is what we're doing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same. When she, she gets a taste of his brains and she's like, oh, yeah, this is a good shit. And it's like, can you just let Julie be great, please? Just let Julie be great. This asshole brought her back. At least let her revel in this a little bit. But she doesn't. And then she gets captured by the military. All of her metal accoutrements are removed. And she's just cowering in a cell. And it's like... Yeah. And he rescues her. And then he rescues her. And it's like, come on. And she's just like, oh, but I'm just so sad and miserable. It's like, you have set this up one way and then you execute it something completely different and i am disappointed fuck this fucking movie yeah i'm right there with you you know she needed one-liners she honestly she did need one-liners if this was like and i was gonna say well maybe it's 1990 right or this is 93 Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, it's probably the times, you know, had this movie come out maybe a little bit later, we would have got Julie dropping one-liners and slashing people up and using the sh- 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 But, <laughs> but then I'm like, but fucking Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Exactly. Yeah. That was we 86. Have a little, we have Mary Lou Maloney, and I hate to say it, but we even have Betty Sue Baloney at this point. She loved a one-liner. You know, like, there is a precedent. Yeah, we were three years away from Tiffany. Mm Mm-hmm. You're going to set her up with this cool look and then not let her do anything. And it's like, maybe maybe it is a little bit of the time, but it doesn't make it any less disappointing. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This movie stunk. I'm sure people love it. I think people love it. And it's, I think it's just the dudes. It's the same dudes that... (sighs) That st- that are this is their idea of a of a, a cool like horror girl. <laughs> yeah, you still horror right. movies have to have two things. Horror movies have to have blood and tits, mm-hmm. like that mindset. I can see, them. and I'm sure there's people who just enjoy this movie because they saw it when they were a kid or whatever. But like, man, I just... know. I I saw it when I was a kid. At least I thought I saw it. <laughs> I remember her transformation. I remember the spine thing. But in my mind, it was that movie that we're talking about where she's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's not the movie we got. It's not the movie we got at all. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so slow. It's so slow. Because like you said, it's just, okay, let's go to this place now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're in this, now we're, it's just, you're taking, you're going on a walking tour with <laughs> Julie and Kurt. You're going on a walking tour. Yeah. Do you know what I learned about this movie? Well, because this movie is set in L.A. and was filmed in L.A., um, this movie does do what, something similar to what we brought up with Urban Harvest, Children of the Corn 3, in that this movie also, primarily the whole entire supporting cast of people of color, um, yes. But once again, because this is like the urban Return of Living Dead, 1993 Return of Living Dead, all those people of color are like kind of villains and all get murdered horribly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So another win for representation. All of the heroes and also all of the people in positions of power are white. Lily white people. Yeah. <laughs> and British. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, but so so you get a you get a racist walking tour through L.A. Which what I did gain from this movie is that I have never seen that much water in the L.A. River. That is true. I was like, they, they used to have water before. <laughs> <laughs> I think it has water once in a once in a harvest moon. The, once... Every time I've only seen a trickling stream. When it's time for the corn. <laughs> when the harvest moon rises. When you ask Joshua, the farm boy. Every farm boy knows when the harvest moon is, Anthony. With their internal almanac. <laughs> yeah. When the harvest moon rises and it's corn time. Is this a you Water appears. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll let you figure it out. <laughs> stunk it's I, bad i'm glad that i can say that i've seen it Are not you? because it's well not because it's an achievement but it, it felt like a blind spot yeah, you because can be people, informed pe- because people do like it yeah so it felt like a bit of a blind spot and now i can say i've seen it and i didn't care for it but doesn't this just make you question horror fans that much more where it's like do you remember, return of the living dead there was a while uh in like the early 2000s mid 2000s where all these franchises were getting rebooted by like um joint canadian transylvanian production companies <laughs> and so that that's when they did like all the new pumpkin heads right and then they did like they did i think they did return of the living dead rave to the grave oh yeah do you remember that and people would be like horror fans were like how dare they Dare they soil Return Living Dead with Rave to the Grave? (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, girl, did you not see part three? Right. Which you cherished? Give me Rave to the Grave, man. (laughs) Mm hmm. At least the title is more interesting than the entirety of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) This doesn't get bonkers. This movie should be bonkers. It has all the ingredients to become bonkers, to achieve bonkersness. And the fact that it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't own up to it's the, the the innate premise that any viewer would expect from, like you said, that cover. Right. Yeah. Give her one-liners. This would be a great candidate for a remake. <laughs> it would. It remake would. it. Make her fucking awesome. Give her one-liners. Make it, the make the 1993 zombie movie of your dreams, everyone. It needs to be added to the good for her cinematic universe. And it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love the good for her cinematic universe. <laughs> like, the first person she needs to kill is her shitty boyfriend for bringing her back. Yes! Kill his dad in front of him. Kill his dad. Right? And then, I don't know, team up with the lady army. <laughs> and That's her go, name. And go... <laughs> And go kill a bunch of people. Just run around LA killing shitty people. Go to the mall. Go to the go to Virgin Records. Oh, I would love to go to Virgin Records. Could you imagine? Oh. Go to go to the Santa Monica Pier and have her just chopping people up in Santa Monica. It could be so much fun, but it's not. Be ye warned. I have warned thee. <laughs> As I thrust what, Anthony? An eyeball directly at the camera. 
my eyeball that I ripped down of my skull while watching <laughs> yeah. this movie. I almost turned. I if it wasn't for the three innings, Stacy, I almost out of my sheer respect for you and this show, I did wow. not turn this off. Wow. But there were so many moments where I was like, "This isn't. This isn't. Come. I'm not coming back from this, am I?" <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I would like to say it can only be up from here for us. But what? <laughs> <laughs> when we created the schedule, we banked too much on this one being fun. We really did. I thought that. I mean, honestly, again, I hate to keep repeating myself, but that cover seemed like a surefire thing. I was like, it's gonna be stupid. It's gonna be early '90s, but you know what? I'm gonna go with it because she's gonna do crazy, stupid shit. It's Brian Usna. It's Return of Living Dead Three. It's 1993. It's it's Julie Scissorhands. Yeah. <laughs> All signs point to fun, but no, no. So, uh, are we gonna regret? I mean, do we already regret the movie we're gonna talk about tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late to change our minds, you know. I think we have to commit. I think we have to commit. We've we already committed. Commit. This this schedule is set in stone. It may not be written out in squares on my calendar, but <laughs> my hope is that it will be funny enough. Right. At least in its badness, it will be funny. <sighs> what movie is that, Anthony? Tomorrow. Tomorrow we're talking about a part three you might not have seen coming. Urban Legends: Bloody Mary. <laughs> I have not seen it. Stacy has assured me that it is full of computer spiders. There are, well, there's one scene of computer spiders. I don't want you to think it's computer spider town. They're just raining from the frames. Yeah, <laughs> kingdom of the computer spiders. It is not. <laughs> but they are in one scene. I think I was introduced to this film uh, by our pal Alex West over at the Faculty of Horror. Hey, she wrote about this movie. She loves a good, bad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think she's the one who hipped me to it. And uh, it's it's got the red box Mara, as I call her. Not Rooney Mara, but the sister. <laughs> it's so mean. Is it? It's... <laughs> it doesn't feel mean. Remember red box? I do. They still have it at the grocery store. I'm like, who does that? I wonder thing. if they still have it here. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's appropriate, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I like yeah. her. <laughs> She's fine. I've only seen Rooney Mara in one thing, and I've seen Redbox Mara in much more things. I see. Listen, as the president of Rooney Stan. <laughs> oh! Well, I just mean, like, it's very, it's a very lonely existence to say, like, She's not always good, but when she's good, she's really good about she's Rudy really Mara. Good. Like, I really, really like Rudy Mara, so sue me again, okay? We'll get to it tomorrow. We'll get okay. to it tomorrow. Anyway, it's the other Mara. The Redbox Mara, <laughs> Kate Mara, directed by Mary oh. Lambert. Yes. yes! Mary Lambert directed it. Urban Legend Bloody Mary. No one has seen it. Except for Alex West and me, <laughs> with good cause. Um, computers. It's a terrible movie, but hopefully, 
again though can the brain be trusted because i'm like yeah the computer spiders so i get excited about it (laughs) we'll see we'll see we'll see that's tomorrow do you know you know like the 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 like 40th day of the pbs pledge drive (laughs) where like they clearly need coffee and like they they can't they don't even know how to pronounce the name of like the mormon tabernacle choir whose videotape that you you get if you spend 70 dollars like they have just they're they're at wit's end yeah that's us everyone give for the napawf but also this is the point in the telethon (laughs) The, the re-threening <laughs> in which the sympathy donations are much appreciated. <laughs> you, you know, looking to the future, which I shouldn't do, but looking to the future, not our immediate future, because that's <laughs> drenched in misery. But after tomorrow, <laughs> like if, to, if I feel confident that if today isn't the low, then tomorrow will be the low. So it's kind of like, OK, if I can just push through. And then it is up from there. It is up from there. So that was good programming. That was yeah. good programming. Yeah. But um but yeah, now we now is the time. We're feeling a little desperate, so please. The memory of Exorcist 3 is just teasing me at this point. Yeah, it's already gone. <laughs> it's Once already again. disappeared in a puff of smoke. It's just gone. GoFundMe, everyone. You can find us on GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah, this so- all week. <laughs> Please uh, donate if you can. Spread the word. All of that. Hell yeah. Stacy. Uh, uh, who? Yeah. Me? Okay. <laughs> Triangle sh- <laughs> shapes. <laughs> Are you ready to place your head on the chops press? Yes. Things can't get any worse. That is true. <laughs> Yeah, Chops Press. Chops Press is our express version. Again, I'll say it, quote unquote, of the chopping block. Quote unquote, what? The, the ghost of Effley Bailey has I hate this. Go- I know, well, <laughs> this is what Return of the Living Dead 3 has uh, driven me to. This is true. To, to my F. Lee Bailey cosplay. <laughs> Which wasn't as appreciated as it should have been at Comic-Con. <laughs> I'm F. Lee Bailey, assholes! <laughs> Quote, unquote. <laughs> anyway, Chop's Press is the express version of the chopping block. The chopping block is our question and answer game. All right, where someone asks questions and someone answers them. I mean, that's how a question and answer game would work. Typically. You could could probably assume. Um, Normally, you choose from three categories, but during Chops Breast, you are given one category that consists of five questions. You place your head on the spress, (laughs) which doesn't make any sense. But let's just go with it. It's a very... But, we're very fragile this week. Neither do we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have 10 seconds to answer the question. If you answer incorrectly or time runs out, you will get your head chopped off by our non-binary executioner, the head's thing. But you have one opportunity to cry out, 
I want the wig. In which case, that's Jamie Lee Curtis's wig from the 1981 film Halloween 2. There we go. Uh, magically appears on your head. This confuses the heads they. <laughs> you earned yourself 10 more seconds. If you win, you win incredible prizes. If you lose, you are dead. Well, that's, uh, that's it. I never thought about it, but, like, is it the... Like, the wig is what confuses the heads they, right? Well, the the heads they is like, oh, time's running out. I'm going to chop your head off. But then, poof, wait a minute. Who's this now? <laughs> this woman, Stacy, who was here a moment ago, has the most beautiful hair I've ever seen in my entire life. It's silky. The color is like a color. I can't even describe it. It's like the color of paint. The consistency of straw, <laughs> of silky straw. Wait, no! <laughs> the Jamie Lee Curtis wig? I'm not talking about me still! Oh! <laughs> I thought you were saying the wig! Like, how rude! No, I'm no. saying that the heads they is confused because when Stacy was on the block, it was a beautiful head of hair. I agree! The, it was an Herbal Essences commercial. It was a beautiful head of hair, the color of paint. And then, all of a sudden, poof, the hair is made of straw. There we go. And the head stay is like, but this was Stacy a second ago. Who's this? And by the time they figure it out, <laughs> ten more seconds have passed. You see? This is how the wig confuses the head stay. So it isn't the, it isn't the act of a wig magically appearing or levitating down that confuses the head. It is the act. The, the head stay is actually, I'm just thinking dramaturgically, the head stay is Headsday is actually convinced it is a new person. I assume that while the wig is appearing, either the Headsday is blinking or checking their phone or something like that. And so they miss the idea that the wig... And then and then they're like, oh, chopping time? Okay, wait a minute! <laughs> That's just me, dramaturgically speaking. Thank you. So, anyway. Once again, we've made the Chops Press as the faster version. Well, I think it's good. <laughs> well, good. Quote, unquote. <laughs> good to, uh, you know, have have some logic behind our nonsense. It's, it's world building, is it not? <laughs> sure. I think I'm up first, right? I'm a... I'm a Ahead on Espress. Okay, all right. Well, then I will present to you your category. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> Buckle up, okay. baby. Okay, hold on. I think this will be, you'll breeze this. You will get all the prizes today. Will I? If you answer correctly, five questions from the Peterson Field Guide to Romero Zombies. Oh, oh, dip! In which case, I describe a zombie as they are known in, uh, you know, horror fandom, shall we say. You tell me which movie the zombie hails from. Now, may I ask a follow-up question? I suppose. Thank you. Are they all expressly George Romero zombies? Yes, hence the category. Hence title. the title. 
I'm not like you where you say this is the category of Stephen King, but maybe it's not Stephen King or whatever. (laughs) Okay. When I say it's the field guide to Romero zombies, I mean what I say. Wait, what did... When did I say it wasn't Stephen King? I don't but know. But aliens are Stephen King. Yeah, but you, I feel like you, it was like <laughs> something about it. You lied. <laughs> did I quote unquote lie, Stacy? <laughs> no, no quotes necessary. Effley Blasey, did I lie on the stand, on the spress? You said something like it's a, alcoholic writers and made, but it's not about alcoholic writers and made or whatever. Like there was something like that. <laughs> then again, I say I have a category called name that tagline, which has nothing to do with naming. It's not about tagline. <laughs> so they look into your Poltergeist 3 mirror once again, Stacy, and <laughs> shut up. So to answer your question, yes, these are all George Romero zombies. Oh, this is a great category. I'm going to die. I'm going to die? No, you're going to get these. Oh, but he loves, there's so many. Oh, okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm getting jazzed. Okay. All right, all right, here we go. Zombie number one. Softball zombie. Day of the Dead? No! <laughs> no! I'm Is afraid. It Dawn? Nope. I'm afraid Softball Zombie, who I assume was a lesbian while she was alive, is from Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead! almost said that even though I said Day of the Dead and then I asked Dawn of the Dead. I almost said Land of the Dead. God damn it! Well. (laughs) I want to know what the others are. God damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Maybe someday you'll find out what the rest of them are. I like well, that talking about the category took 20 times longer than yeah. the category itself. Yeah. The two seconds of me on the block versus express versus the 20 minutes to get there. That's, okay. That's Chop's press and it's also the chopping block. Let's be real. Wow. Wow. Okay. okay. Well, I feel reaffirmed as a cool person. <laughs> I'm you know a, your zombies. What can we say? And I know my zombies. <laughs> the movies they're not in. So the I'm reason a, why it was all Romero zombies is because they are so like iconic, iconic, and also he just like goes to Halloween Town and grabs one of every costume on the rack. <laughs> Here's the enchilada <laughs> zombie. <laughs> Here's the hot dog. Here's the French maid. <laughs> Here's the slutty hot dog. You know. <laughs> the Marx Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that, though. I mean, on our Day of, uh, on our day of the Dead episode for the last three and sure. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that, about how every one of his zombies, they all had kind of unique personas. Um, right. Thanks to the work that he would do with his, with his extras. 
So mm-hmm. really, really, there's no such thing as an extra in a George Romero movie. They're all important. What if I said she wasn't on the list? I'll tell you that. But she just popped into my brain. Majorette zombie. Oh, Day of the Dead. She's Day of the Dead, yeah. Oh, really? I was right? Mm-hmm. I she's thought those, that. She's got those zombie teeth, too. Mm-hmm. Which you know I love. She does. I don't See, know but... why you die and then all of your teeth separate from you. That your teeth all run away from one another. <laughs> but I love it. That's a good look. Yeah. <laughs> but if you said clown zombie, now aren't aren't I feel like there's one in everyone. There's definitely one in Day of the Dead. There's one in Day of the Dead. I feel like he has one in Does he have one in another one? Cheerleader Zombie was Land of the Dead, right? Cheerleader, I think, was uh the one with the Irish people, I think. Was it? No, I think I made that up. You know who's really nice and is just fa- fabulous, a lovely person, is, um, I can't remember his name, but he was the main zombie in Land of the Dead. Mm, oh, Big Daddy. Yeah, we've done a lot of conventions with him, and he is just the best. He's so sweet. Aww. He's so sweet. And he dress- every day he comes dressed up and in character. He's, he's incredible. Karen Fields, a.k.a. my queen Judy, uh, her booth was across from him when we did Crypticon last time together. And... At one point, we looked over, and Karen and Big Daddy were, like, like exercising together or something. And she just kept, <laughs> she kept demonstrating her high kicks to him. <laughs> and so I, like, look over, and it's like, there's Big Daddy in the coveralls and everything and the face makeup. There's Big Daddy, and then there's Judy next to him doing high kicks. <laughs> You're and like, did I take too many Percocet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either I am dying in an Aldous Huxley dream state... <laughs> Or teenage me has come home. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, he's the best. He's very that's sweet. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Stacy, it's my turn to wipe the blood off. You ready to place your head on the spress? It's on there. I'm ready. I'm ready today. I feel it. I haven't won in forever. I feel so today. I think you're gonna get these. I think you're gonna get these. These well, are these are these are you just name movies. Well, except the first one, you do a little bit more than that. But okay. other than that, you just in this one. I am also following in suit with you. This category is an older one. It's called It's a Dead, 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 Dead World. Hmm. This is all about zombie films. Okay. Okay, what? Except for the first one where I name something else. Oh, what's this? Another lie. Okay. Oh, I see where you get me there. That makes sense now. <laughs> Tomorrow when you bring it up, I'll forget what you were talking about. Yeah, again. I'm, like I'll remember to bring it up. Stacy, that's not a thing. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, you ready for question one? It's a dead, I'm dead, ready. dead, dead world. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Question one. Remember, this is all about zombie movies. Question one. Long before George Romero gave us flesh-eating ghoul zombies, this vampiric stage and screen actor starred in what voodoo-themed classic? So many words. <laughs> Bella Lugosi. Ding, ding, in what movie? Oh, I have to... Oh, uh, White Zombie? <laughs> Good job. You were one second over. I'm giving it to you anyway. <laughs> Did you ask for both? Well, I, I said... I just heard words. I said this actor in what themes, but I should have made that more oh, I could have said oh, which oh. actor in what. Or I could have I could have really emphasized the WHs and said which. Also, okay, we have the lies. 
we have sometimes it's like do this calculus to get to the answer. And also I have noticed over the sessions, the expressions, that you also enjoy a multi-part answer. Yeah. And you really tax me in 10 seconds is all I have to say. <laughs> Stacy. I'm just working on softening that brain tissue, baby. Okay. This is me with my little meat tenderizer. It looks like it's something fucking Yoplay would put out. Like, it's, <laughs> it's soft. Trust me. <laughs> it's just a puddle. It's just a puddle. Well, listen. From here, okay. they're all just movies. Okay. okay. You're going to get these. Yeah. I love that the chomps press is turned back into the courtroom stand. So, (laughs) question two. Question two. Thanks to this 2002 film, zombies mostly run these days, and they're not necessarily dead. They're mad. 28 days later. Ding, ding, ding! See? Easy! You're doing this! You got this! You got this! (laughs) Question three. Dropping the flesh eating and returning to folk zombie roots. Wes Craven went the allegedly true anthropological route with what feature? Serpent in the Rainbow. Ding, ding, ding! Have I actually seen that? Have you seen it? I don't think I have. I don't. I don't think I have. I've seen, like, Bill Pullman wake up in a coffin or whatever, but I I don't think I've actually seen the movie. I remember liking it when I was a teenager, I think these days it would be a very different film. Mm, it's like, yeah. hello, I am Bill Pullman, and I am here to liberate Haiti. <laughs> like, yeah. That might be yeah. an issue. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's also uh, the whole, like, well, it was based on a real anthropological text mm. that looked at the roots of the zombie idea, and then they turned it into an actual horror movie with zombies. And it's like, mm. Yeah, yeah. It's the 80s, man. We love cocaine. All right. Okay. Question four. Four, four, four. You're going to get this. Four? Okay. It's zombies. What, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're in agreement it is four? (laughs) I guess. I need squares. Here we go. Question four. It's zombies versus Irish cowboys versus the National Guard in this late phase franchise entry. I just said I don't remember it, you fuck. (laughs) Survival of the dead. Hell yeah! Good (laughs) job! Good job! I keep wanting to say Diary, but Diary is the one that came before. Diary is the one where she steals the van and then the Yellow Rose of Texas plays. And she goes, (laughs) don't mess with Texas! (laughs) And I love it. You make it sound so appealing. It's good! I mean, it's not. not Let's not go crazy. It's not, but I love it. We should do it. We should watch it later on. Question five. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mess with Texas. I love her. Um, Okay. Why is it? It's found footage, and yet she says, don't mess with Texas, and then the Yellow Rose of Texas plays. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Non-diegetically. What? (laughs) I love George Romero. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Question five. Stacy, it's the last question. Oh gosh, this is gonna. You're gonna. Okay, I'm already anticipating. It's the death. last question. You okay. got this. You got this. Right. Question five. Okay. 
in this 2014 comedy horror film, only the children become infected, and the best people to stop them is a motley crew of school teachers and staff. Oh! Lupita, I want the wig. It's not the little rascal. Lupita? <laughs> Lupita. No, I want the wig. Uh, what's it called? Fucking fuck. What's it called? I see it. I see her looking beautiful with like a baseball bat or whatever. Not the little rascals. I keep saying that. Zombie. Children. No, please. No. God damn it. Wait, um. right yes is that not the same oh no the kids have to fight the zombies yeah well yeah well that's the that's that is not that that is a very right. similar yeah, now plot I said, now now i see the error of my ways however that is not little monsters which i think was like 2019-18 um yeah i was super wrong the whole time <laughs> but i love how i'm convinced you were i could see her well, I, I fine. I was headed. You know what, though? I was according. Like, I, if you got it, I would have just had to give it to you, even if the date was four years off. <laughs> and it wasn't the right movie <laughs> yeah. at all. Oh like, yeah, even, there's also that part. There's also like the premise is different, right? You what know, did you say that you I'm, said the teachers had to fight students, but it's a motley the, crew of school teachers and staff fighting the zombie kids. Right, but in Little Monsters, it's it's the kids, kids aren't the zombies. are are it's kids versus yeah. zombies and beautiful Lupita. I was wrong in like six ways. Yeah, quote unquote wrong. <laughs> I love Little Monsters; it's great. And actually, and this film too, I also think is great. Uh, the 2014 film we're looking for it was Cooties. It was. Cooties. Haven't seen it. Never would have come up with cooties. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Stacy. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know if Stacy's seen this. I assume if she loves Rumpelstiltskin and the Bye Bye Man, then maybe she might have seen (laughs) these other films. (sighs) It is true. My coat is of many colors. (laughs) Just like Dolly sang. But... Nope, no cooties for me, thanks. Okay, well that was fun. Loved it. I love Chop's breasts. Did you have fun? I had a great time. <laughs> Quote unquote. We're raising money. We're raising money. I'm hot. My head is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone donate at GoFundMe. All everything goes to NAPAWF. We are at $4,457. We're almost to that goal. We're going to make it today. Stacy's hot. 
I realize that I get, you know what happens is that the adrenaline starts running. It does. You go into a panic state. You go into a panic state, your heart's racing, you're try- you're fighting against your brain, but also like encouraging your brain. Uh, and then I realize that when I die, I get angry about it. <laughs> I love that. I I love that you consistently do refuse to die. <laughs> yeah. So you'll be dead, and then it's still like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I know, peanut. Well, then it's like, even if I am dead, I still want to figure it out. Also, because it's like exerting so much brain power. I'm like, yeah. there has to be a result for it. it's. Yeah, otherwise, it's like, you know, coitus interruptus. Right? If if this was the movie. I don't want to blue ball my brain. Ew. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it. We're done. See you tomorrow. Wow. For a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, ha, ha.